Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. this turned down what's going on everybody it's your boy a double you're now tuned into episode 184 of do rags and boat shoes much love and respect to everybody who listened to episode 183 got a lot of great feedback from that episode so i appreciate y'all um you know rocking with me on that um let's see here let me do a couple of shout outs before we go ahead and get started on that good old summer damn jam screen uh let's see here uh shout out to the guys over there at the super regular podcast they got season two started of their critically acclaimed pod acclaimed acclaimed uh pod so shout out to those brothers over there shout out to james and shout out to bruce uh keep doing your thing make sure you guys are following that podcast and checking it out uh are there any more um omaha podcasts because i think there's one called like the omaha breakfast club but i don't be seeing anything um around like black omaha and things like that as far as podcasting goes uh i would like to link up with other uh podcasters and things like that to um you know just kind of brainstorm get some ideas get a little network going on and shit like that and you know maybe get like a facebook page going where it have you know all of the you know omaha podcast listed so we can you know get our listens up and uh so people know what the fuck is going on um but still shout out to them brothers over there at the super regular podcast also i need you guys to check out extraav.com uh it's a black owned men's dresswear company they release new designs multiple times a year but it's limited um so jump on those pieces quickly and that's extraav.com so that's extra you spell it out ave.com all right um let's see what's going on as far as uh in my life um it looks like i got a bunch of notices from spotify uh they took down a bunch of my early episodes because of the music playing in the background and on the outro it's whatever fuck them you know i mean y'all still can listen you know everywhere else you know you can listen on iHeartRadio. um you can listen on apple apple podcast you can listen on soundcloud uh you can listen on um pretty much any anywhere you get your podcast you can find do rags and boat shoes and what's crazy is i think this is what year five or six of this podcast i can't even remember but um the thing is you can uh just google do rags and boat shoes and it'll pull up you know where you can listen to it i remember starting out this podcast and i would type that in and wouldn't shit come up it would be like a childish gambino lyric or some shit like that um or a, a blog post some random blog post or then it will just be like actual do rags and then it would uh have a strike through boat shoes and shit like that but it's kind of dope now that you can just google that 
and the shit just gonna pop up any and everywhere so um yeah anywhere you get your podcast you know fuck spotify they keep on sending me all these these emails and shit talking about they took down this episode and that one and i just reply every time fuck you like that's that's pretty much what i tell them um let's see what else going on so this is exactly two weeks after i done got my second pfizer 5g shot and i'm gonna tell you guys something my wi-fi has been amazing i got my macbook right now hooked up to the 5g radiation vibes that i'm giving off from the top of my head so it has been amazing but no some real shit um it's been two weeks since i got the second shot um and i was kind of pissed because you know the lady when she gave me my first shot she was saying that that second shot is pretty much a doozy because your body you know already knows how to react to it after that first shot and that second shot is kind of like a booster and so when you get that second shot your body is going to you know rev rev up and uh the immune system is going to rev up and attack the new shot or whatever and so um the uh the incoming uh mrna or whatever and so it'll make you real tired and shit like that so you need to take the next day off so i tried to use a medical day um to take the day off from work after i got that second shot and my manager was like nah you can't do that you'll have to do a, a vacation day i'm like nigga what the fuck you talking about but um and he was he no he, he texted me back like lol you can't do that you have to use a vacation day first of all lol is a very unprofessional um because i was like yo i get the second pfizer shot on my day off which is tuesday but i need to take that wednesday off because they say you know it takes a lot out of you um or whatever and he just kind of laughed it off and then i was like man i'm gonna just get a fucking letter from this nurse who gives me a shot but then i was just like fuck it i'll just use the vacation days whatever fuck this shit and so yeah so i get my second shot and the only thing that happened was just like with the flu shot my arm got sore you know in the spot where i got the shot so i pretty much just wasted a day off from work but it wasn't a total waste because nina was a little bit sick so i had to go pick her up from the uh from her early childhood education uh center aka daycare and um so it just kind of fell in line it was kind of like you know kind of like the universe aligning you know so my wife didn't have to take off from work i was already off so went and got her and then uh she was a she's had a hard cough and so of course you know we take her to the doctor and you know the doctor run all these tests influenza a and b and then she had to get another covid test so this is like the third covid test this little girl done got and she's just one years old and uh a year old and and the thing is it's just like everything came back negative but you know what would be tripping me out about these daycares and i was talking to the homie about this is uh you know your child gets sick at daycare you know running around with all them other little petri dishes you know that's all the daycare is or early educational uh center is learning center is it's just a big ass petri dishes dish for little kids you know you got some kids that's not unvaccinated you know running around here some kids that are vaccinated and then you got some you know you know you just don't know what them kids is doing at home right but your child gets sick and then all of a sudden they can't come back until they got a doctor's note or you know all of their their influenza test come back negative and they covid test come back negative so they sent a note home with her and shit and i wanted to be like motherfucker she got sick here you know so that's what me and the homie was talking about just how these daycares be having the audacity to be like uh 
you know your child can't come back until they go to the doctor like motherfucker you need to scrub everything down with bleach in this bitch you know like what happened to the covid standards like y'all closing early you open later because you're cleaning for covid and all this other shit and then you just like my child gets sick here and you talking about they can't come back like she got sick in this motherfucker like that's just the audacity to me it was just like when uh it was like a few months ago uh nina got really bad diarrhea like rotavirus or whatever and um she got it real bad and uh and so my wife went and go pick her up and then the daycare was calling and you know to check on her and then my wife was asking you know the teacher uh nina's teacher like yo you know has this been going around the daycare and then she was like well you know some of the kids been kind of sick and having stomach issues and shit like that it's like motherfucker just own up to it you know what i'm saying just like she didn't get it from one of us we some clean motherfuckers here you know ain't nobody got shitty fingernails and then we feeding the baby you know ain't nobody that damn nasty you know it's just them them nasty ass little kids running around here playing in they shit or digging in they diaper running around touching shit then nina touched something then she touched her mouth then next thing you know she got the shits you know but it's just it's just silly shit like that it's just the audacity but anyways um Let's see what else been going on. Oh man, I got a funny ass story. Uh, my wife got excited to make some uh, uh, homemade hamburger helper, and she was just so excited to make this. And she had a recipe and everything. And my first thought is, is like, damn, baby, like we both working. We ain't doing that bad out here to be making homemade hamburger helper. Let alone buying it in the box. We doing okay for, you know, we we living okay out here in these streets. But it turned out trash. But, you know, we had a meal for Nina for like a week and a half because she was killing that shit, you know, for dinner. (laughs) It's like she was loving it. She was loving that noodles and hamburger meat. But uh, anyway, let's see what's going on in this this good old summer damn jam screen. Um, Did y'all see that White Lives Matter rally? that was wild to me uh there was a there was supposed to be a going across the country and shit like that um let me see here let me pull it up uh there was a but it flopped terribly um there was a white lives matter rally in california and them people got their ass whooped by uh them white supremacists got was getting their ass whooped by actual white people regular ass white people because you know there's there's only three people on three types of people on the planet in the global system of white supremacy you got the white supremacists you got white people and then you got non-white people that's it it's just those three categories and so uh out in uh out in cali they was just whooping ass they was whooping them neo-nazis ass just beating them up and running them off the strip but then there was a one person showed up at trump tower for the white lies matter rally and this was uh this was uh what last week um and what was wild is uh the uh white folks was running up on this guy and the cops were protecting this dude and what was so fucking crazy about this one uh i guess protester or whatever the fuck you want to call him this no i just call him a neo-nazi this one neo-nazi that showed up in front of trump tower in new york um this motherfucker had on a pair of black and red 11s aka the bread 11s air jordan 11s so you had a white you 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 10 toes down uh in a pair of jays at a white lives matter rally but then what was so crazy the crowd started getting you know started running them up off the block and the cops escorted this man to a cab to get to safety and what color was the cab driver it was a brother it was an african brother and he drove him off i was just like motherfucker like if that ain't america in a nutshell 
it's just crazy it's like here in omaha you will see a motherfucker in some team jordans or uh some lebron soldiers or some shit riding around bumping boosie you know rocking a black man shoes bumping some black man music and this motherfucker will get out and have like a stars and bar shirt on you like yo what the fuck sense does this make now you got on a confederate flag t-shirt and some team jordans and you done pulled up you know bumping some boosie some boosie badass or some webby or uh some a rich defector or something you like you listening to black music rocking a black man's shoes and you got on a star like it is america is just fucking wild man america is fucking wild but they were saying that so many the so few people showed up to that white lives matter rally because of you know what happened on january 6th when all the white supremacists stormed the Capitol, and then um just because you know a lot of anti-protesters you know anti-neo-nazis are out here you know pretty much just patrolling the streets and whooping ass so you got antifa you know out there and you got regular white folks who just who's just kind of fed up with this shit and you got black folks who who are just fed up too you know people are just like no that four years of trump no that's it it ain't gonna be another charlottesville like nope that's it like like people are getting fed up you know y'all running around here cosplaying and shit like that and you know uh trying to show your dominance and all this other bullshit but it's just like nope the people have spoken no get the fuck on up out of here get get out of here with this bullshit so it's like you chasing them back down into that hole and uh me and the wife was watching uh something on pbs frontline and it was talking about uh, how these groups, these uh, right wing white supremacist groups, I'm just going to call them white supremacist group. I'm going to just take the right out of it, um, how they were basically um, how they could beforehand. It was just a small group of them. It was just, you know, on the fringe. Uh, this guy he was a leader of some group. They always have these patriotic names and shit like that. Um he might have been part of the oath keepers or the three percenters i don't know it's just so many of these white supremacist groups that have these goofy ass names and these little factions but they all believe in the same thing and white dominance over non-white people so the guy was talking about how back in the day before trump came into power or before he was um you know the front runner for the uh, republican party and shit like that how it used to just be a small group of guys you know they just just sit around talk some shit and things like that but these white supremacist groups could hide in the republican party and recruit more and more people and you know part of it was trump and then the other part was um you know having a black man as president for eight years having that black family in the white house that just that turned a lot of white folks off it just it flipped the switch it flipped their white supremacist switch you know and um so he just said that recruiting got a lot easier once trump was coming into power and how many people they got but what you're seeing right now is you're seeing 
right now you're kind of seeing people chase them back into their holes and you know chasing them back into that dark corner of the internet but you know social media makes it easy for these people to be connected but you see how like twitter is running people off of there and then uh well facebook ain't doing a goddamn thing so it's just twitter running folks off of there and then you seen that other that fake ass twitter i forgot what that was called what the fuck was that called I can't even think of the name, but it was a fake ass Twitter, but it was just for white supremacist groups. Um, and so they that got shut down. And then the My Pillow guy, he started some kind of social media site uh, for free speech. But then uh, it was an article that came out that said that you can't use the Lord's name in vain. It's just like, OK, you just said you you launching a free speech site. But now you're telling people that they can't do this. So it's just it's just a shit show all around. It's a very large shit show. Um, but yeah, that's a good sign that these White Lives Matter rallies flop. But I think the main reason I think that a lot of this flop besides people showing up and busting heads is because it's just too blatant. And we got an administration in the office now that's really ain't going to, you know, play with that, you know, when it's like, you know, something as white lives matter or some shit like that. Like it had to be, it has to be called something else. You know, you would have seen more people show up just like that, that stop the steal shit on January 6th when these people was running around here with don't tread on me uh, flags and blue lives matter flags, the thin blue line flag. And they was fucking stabbing Capitol police officers with that very flag that, 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 was, that, that is still some wild shit to me. Nobody, can say anything to me about you know fake at like about um jingoism about you know patriotism going extreme and just hiding behind that thin blue line flag like no white supremacist can talk to me about that shit because the way that they stormed the capitol and was whooping them cops ass is like nah you can't say a goddamn thing about you know back in the blue and all this other bullshit because you just want them fucking you know uh cops to be your race soldiers that's what you want to protect you and uphold white supremacy so to protect property and uphold white supremacy that's what you want them to fucking do um let's see what else is going on in this good old summer damn jam screen uh let's see here oh my goodness uh so right now what we're seeing is um you know black lives matter founder uh what's that sister's name give me just a second here um what is that sister's name patrice what's her what's her last name colors collars c-u-l-l-o-r-s i think colors colors collars whatever um this woman been uh she been cashing out boy she been cashing out white supremacists came out the woodwork uh they found out that she done bought some homes in la and then uh she got a, another home in um Atlanta, she bought for like four hundred fifteen thousand uh, dollars. There's a so there's a there so there's a home in LA she bought for like one point five million or some shit like that. And people sort of white supremacists are like, hey, this motherfucker using these donations to you know buy homes and shit like that. So they start pulling her records and they seen that she uh, bought a house uh in la back in 2016 for like five hundred and ten thousand dollars, and then uh, another one in 2018 for five hundred ninety thousand. but i don't think she was booming like that back in 2016 uh but the thing is 
you know, I see a lot of black folks mad about it, too, and uh, rightfully so, because this is people who are profiting off of black death. And that's very disgusting. It's one of those things where this or like I could see if the organization was actually doing something for black lives, but they had a video out where it was talking about we're going to electric slide against white supremacy. So they wanted you to do the electric slide or was it the cha-cha slide? I can't even remember. But this woman is dancing in, in Washington, D.C., like dancing around and talking about this is how you dismantle white supremacy. And, uh, you know, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like y'all getting all this money, like tens of millions of dollars. And this is what you come up with. Even if you go to the official website and look at what they're doing, they're trying to stop the militarization, uh, demilitarize the police. And it's like, OK, I get that. And then on a global level, uh, they have a global link. The last thing they did was they backed 21 Savage from not getting deported like okay that's what you're doing on a global level but the chinese trying to take over africa and working on that like okay and then it's just like they're talking about they're doing all this empowerment and shit like that so that's where black folks got an issue because then there's separate chapters like the smaller chapters of uh, blm who's actually out there doing the grassroots they're like nigga we ain't seen a dime from any of them donations you know so this is one of those things where it looks real funny in the light but the thing with this uh colors woman though um she was getting she getting paid though uh she's getting paid she uh she had she got those two book deals so who knows what she got fronted on that and one of them was a uh best-selling uh memoir and then uh she signed a production deal with warner brothers uh, basically to develop like dramas and comedies and animated programming for children and shit like that and then she's a public speaker and she owns a gallery so I don't necessarily believe that she was taking them donations and cashing out but she she definitely cashed out on you know on actually you know being a face of this organization cashing out on the 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 black male deaths like this like you just like fuck you know like this is one of those things where you know uh family members of slain uh people are coming out speaking against them you know uh who who was it um brianna taylor's mama came out uh tamir rice mama came out speaking out against them talking about how phony a lot of them are and how they're just there's uh hogging the limelight and not seeing tamika mallory she ain't even part of black lives matter but she out here doing cadillac commercials and so it's just like the revolution will be monetized you know what i'm saying so what i'm seeing right now and there's so many black folks talking about you know being inspired by this and saying that oh this is gonna bring on the flip side it's, it's a small minority of black folks saying this but this is going to bring more folks into uh activist work if they see activists doing good it's just like damn what happened to power to the people and all power to the people you know it just it, we can't start lifting folks up and turning them into get so activism is going to turn into gatekeeping i feel like but even on top of that if we keep going down this path of creating uber rich activism is going to go to re activist is going to go the way of the mega church 
that's exactly how it's going to go it's going to go to the way of the mega church like these pastors like you see on um that ig page preachers and sneakers like up here they be rocking you know 1500 like shoes that resell for like 15 1600 and shit like that rocking gucci belts and shit like that it's, it's just like the mega church pastor so you're gonna have these gatekeepers of uh activists and then on top of that uh it's just going to organizations going to become the way of uh mega churches somebody's gonna come up with another catchy slogan the hashtag is gonna catch fire from the streets then it's gonna become like a llc or some shit like that or it's going to become a, a quote-unquote non-profit and then people are going to start uh becoming the head of this non-profit and then they're going to uh name their wage and shit like that it's going to be some crazy unbelievable wage you know uh well i am the ceo of this i'm the founder blah 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 you know i'm gonna set my salary at you know uh you know i'm gonna set my salary at eight hundred thousand dollars a year or some shit like that or a million dollars a year and so when you donate to that organization you know eighty percent eighty percent of the dollar you know is going to go towards uh what they call that uh it's kind of like the red cross how how you figure out the red cross that only donates like i think it's uh about five percent of the dollar that you spend uh with them or donate to them it's like a small percentage that actually goes to helping actual people because the rest is uh quote unquote going towards <coughs> excuse me operations and uh and uh other things to keep the uh and building funds and shit like that that's what they'll call it like operations uh and you're like what the fuck and then i think it was the also susan g coleman foundation be pulling that bullshit too all these pink nikes they be having pink socks t-shirts you know pink toothbrushes they be teaming up with different uh corporations and shit like that and it's a very small percentage that actually of the money that they get from corporations and from private donations that actually goes to helping you know women with breast cancer and shit like that like the pink ribbon um bumper stickers and uh, the refrigerator magnets and all this other shit it, it it like if you look into non-profits and how much of the money actually goes to um helping the people that is put that the organization started for is crazy especially when they get on that high level like a red cross or a susan g coleman so you, you're going if the if the, the grassroots the people in the streets who are actually doing the work and actually you know being face to face out here in the streets with these race soldiers with these da's and with these judges and shit like that trying to dismantle the system and trying to you know um work towards uh justice if they don't stop this bullshit as far as this these people with these empty gestures um coming in and you know making tens of millions of dollars and then bouncing i mean darren seals called it rest in peace about how how fake a lot of these activists were and how they were trying to just get shine just so they could cake up and cash out and you look at somebody like d ray mckesson i mean that man told us he like i wear this blue vest because now it's like a you know it's like my uniform you know people recognize me now you know he's building a brand you know wearing that hot ass blue vest everywhere he was going so with patrice you know getting these securing these deals off of black dead bodies um it's one of those situations where it's just like what the fuck you know are you really you know dismantling the system are you doing everything in your power to change the system and 
now that you've become a person of means it's just like you're doing these silly ass gestures these feel good gestures that don't uh produce any results any real change so it's it's a shame but i don't think she misappropriated funds but she did misappropriate purpose let me see what else i got on this uh good old summer damn jam screen let me pull my notes up y'all know how i'll be moving and grooving and shit like that uh let me see what the times is looking like what the times is looking like man i guess i'm gonna just uh leave it to my nigga hove i guess i was it's already been about 30 minutes so um about 27 and a half minutes so i'm gonna leave it to my nigga hove hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you tyrone biggums for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope uh before i get started on this selling hope like dope um can y'all tell me because i'm i'm fully vaccinated now the wife is vaccinated you know we might get my mama or uh her people to watch nina and we might step out but um if we do step out you know and go to a little lounge or something or a little club you know some some low-key um can you can y'all tell me something because i know some of y'all out here living foul and reckless you know unvaccinated no mask on and y'all just been out here living y'all best life and y'all be in these club atmospheres and shit like that um can y'all tell me is niggas on the dance floor doing tiktok dances that's all i need to know because i got my little my little one two that's it but if niggas out on the floor doing tiktok dances you know i'ma just you know me and the wife you know get a get a little get a little table somewhere slide back you know and get our drink on and you know just going back to the crib you know if y'all on the floor doing tiktok dances you know that's a situation that i don't want to be in so y'all just let me know hit me up and let me know what y'all think uh, or let me know what y'all saw you know just hit me up on ig at do rags and boat shoes and let me know if niggas in the club um doing tiktok dances but um let's talk about these boys in blue um let's talk about it let's talk about it let's talk about it have y'all did y'all see that video last week of those uh two cops in virginia that ran up on uh what's that boy's name uh karan nazario um that black latino them two cops in uh windsor uh joe gutierrez he was the one who was a uh, capping hard this was a so the brother uh nazario he's a second lieutenant with the u.s army and so he gets pulled over and he's asking questions like yo what's going on why you pulling me over blah 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 and then the cops start getting mad aggressive with him then they maced his ass this brother is in full uniform in his full army get up and he's catching hell from the police and what's funny is this is why i don't play that whole you know i'm a i'm i'm a afro latino you know uh, or when a white supremacist like a like a latino uh hispanic a white hispanic you know uh commits a crime like with george zimmerman they be talking about well he's not really white you know he's hispanic you know and i'm like that's not a fucking race if you look at this situation here you got a black latino and a white latino and the black latino is catching hell from the white latino from the white hispanic or the latinx l-a-t-i-n-x latinx so you know i don't play that whole you know dancing in and out you know because if you ask any brown person to see their driver's license here in america 99 percent of the time that shit gonna say it don't have a w there for white and i've broken this down uh years ago 
um, when uh, this was back in the end of the Great Depression, when um, the census was going around and uh, there was an advocacy group for uh, Mexican-Americans and uh, Latinos talking about we don't want to be treated like the Negro. So you got to put us down as white. You know, they lobbied for that. So Hispanic ain't a race. Latino ain't a race. You know, I know people like to say brown pride and all this other shit. Uh, but in America, y'all classify yourselves as white. And I don't play that with, you know, these uh, black Latinos either. You know, these motherfuckers be out here talking about, I'm no black. You know, I'm this. They'll name the country that they from or some shit like that. That's like me going over to, you know, uh, the fucking australia like i ain't black i'm american you know some shit like that they'd be like i'm not black i'm dominican you like nigga you from the dominican republic like get the fuck out of here so i don't i don't play that shit and then you know when black folks are out here in the streets turning up and shit like that and fighting for our rights and all of a sudden <coughs> some shit happened and they talking about black lives matter and all this other shit and you you trying to dance in and out of your blackness i don't play that shit i don't do that at all i don't play that at all so I know this brother is uh, suing, um, and we'll see what happens. He filed the lawsuit, um, so we'll see what happens. But that video was just like, damn, like, you here you are, a second lieutenant in the Army. You know, you got combat skills, hand-to-hand, -hand, and with different weapons. And here you are just being bitched out by these these podunk-ass cops right here. That's, that's it's some sad shit to see. But it's a psychological thing. It's all psychological. You know, I bet you that brother probably got like a white Jesus hanging up in his house somewhere. But... You know, it is what it is that 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 white God complex that fucks with that fucks with a lot of non white folks. It fucks with us, man. Um, let's see what else we got going on. Oh, this was amazing. This is all this is selling hope like damn dope. This is amazing. There was a breach. And let me find it real quick. Let me find that website. Um, there was a breach in one of these um, like fundraising donation websites. Uh, let me see if I can find the name. And this was for uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, remember, Kyle Rittenhouse is that um, that young white man that was up there in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, and he uh, killed two people, two protesters. You know, this was going on during the whole George Floyd protest and shit like that. And he wanted to feel like a fucking patriot. And then, uh, you know, uh, fucking President um, uh, Trump at the time, the Cheeto in Chief, was talking about when the excuse me when the looting starts the shooting starts when he was you know you know uh, weaponizing white supremacists or giving them the green light uh so kyle went up there had his mama drive him up there with an illegal uh ar-15 that he had and he opened fire on uh, a couple of white protesters so kyle rittenhouse is out on bail or whatever and um so there was a gofundme put there was some a whole bunch of um different what was it called uh, give send go uh that's 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 what the website was called but there was a data breach uh so this is for um it was a christian crowdfunding website um and so there was a, a anonymity feature on there um but there was identifying details that were preserved you still had to put in a, a email address but it wouldn't it, it would just say anonymous donor you know 25 bucks and shit like that so 
Oh, this was this is for Jacob Blake. This was a uh, the. It's so many goddamn shootings last year, but this was over Jacob Blake. I'm sorry, not George Floyd, but the Jacob Blake uh, protest. And that the guy who shot Jacob Blake, Jacob Blake didn't die, so he's paralyzed from like the waist down. That the cop that shot him is back on the job now. But anyways, um, let's see here. So yeah, that give send go, and he raised what about five hundred and eighty six thousand dollars and so there was a data breach where people somebody hacked it and they figured out the emails of some of these people and one was a email address from a sergeant william kelly who uh basically worked he's the executive officer of internal affairs of the norfolk police department in norfolk virginia so this motherfucker is high ranking in internal affairs. These are the people who investigate, you know, dirty cops and shit like that and wrongdoing. So here he is donating money to Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, let's see here. Uh, and he also wrote the comment. God bless. Thank you for your courage. Keep your head up. You've done nothing wrong. Uh, every rank and file police officer supports you. Don't be discouraged by actions of the political class of law enforcement leadership. Let's see here. Another person uh, was a paramedic named Craig Shepard. He gave like 10 bucks. And then um, let's see here. There was a, a Keith Silvers, who was an employee of the city of Huntsville, Alabama. There was a hundred bucks uh, was associated with the official address of Michael Crosley. That was an engineer at the Lawrence uh, Livermore National Laboratory, um, which is basically in charge in charge of maintaining the u.s's uh, nuclear weapons stockpile so that's terrifying uh there was some 20 dollar donations from uh let's see here um for uh support for rustin shesky that was the officer that shot jacob blake paralyzing him and those two twenty dollar donations came from some lieutenants in green bay wisconsin um let's see here another one was from an officer named pat gainer of a wisconsin police department uh, in pleasant prairie and let's see here and then about 32 more donations totaling about five grand came to that officer shesky from private email addresses associated with kenosha officers but under uh their badge numbers rather than their names so this just goes to show how deep and how long the reach is of, uh, you know, racism, white supremacy is just how they support lone wolves who do uh, carry out these racial attacks. And like I said before, uh, you know, white supremacists hate black folks, but they hate a nigger lover more. You know, they hate a they hate a, a white person that that you know stands for justice and shit like that so when Rittenhouse was out here you know clapping up them two white men they saw that as you know him being a, a race soldier and you know putting white folks back in line you know even if it means killing them you know to preserve the race so when I speak about the invisible empire you know this ain't just me you know putting on a tinfoil hat you know that tinfoil you know new era fitted that ain't me doing that that's that's actual truth as we see with so many different scenarios and situations uh people in all 
and who have professions in all areas of people activity are donating to support white supremacists or there was even um what let me see where was that at let me uh pull that up real quick there was a story on the oath keepers on 60 minutes and these motherfuckers revealed that they've been getting trained or training on different tactics by police officers and the oath keepers is a white supremacist organization that you know hides behind jingoism or patriotism you know like the three percenters or the proud boys and shit like that you know they hide behind you know uh they don't they don't come out and say they're white supremacists but once you get to seeing how they move you know they want a white ethno state or whatever so they revealed that in that 60 minutes interview so it just goes to show just from the top all the way down to the lowliest uh person the system is is in there's a system in place and it's working just fine but now we're kind of pulling back that curtain on the wizard uh, you know, like the Wizard of Oz, we kind of pulling back that curtain and you just see how deep and how far this rabbit hole goes and just how, you know, you know, I was telling the truth there. And we've been saying this so many people, quote unquote, woke folks have been saying this for, you know, generations or decades that, you know, even the, the OGs, you know, couple generations before me were you know saying that the clan took off the hoods and they threw on you know police uniforms doctor uniforms judges robes uh you know suited up became lawyers and shit like that and we're seeing that right now so it's just the whole system is infested with evil that's just that's just what it is like and i called it just selling hope like dope just because you know we keep on thinking that you know that it's going to be like police reform and all this other shit and it's like no we need resources uh black folks need resources um to combat to offset the injustices that we face you know police reform ain't nothing but you know giving them more money and then having them watch a video or go to some black history museum or having some uh victim of police brutality come and talk to them about how they was hurt then it's like oh my feelings are better and let me go back out on the street and bust some more uh black heads open you know uh so all it is is a jig to get more money that's all police reform is so it's not about that it's about resources so we can combat the injustice justices so we can fight this system head on so we'll have the the money and the power to offset this evil ass system this evil unjust system it's about resources it ain't about reform but man let me go ahead and move on to um holding this l give me a second this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right, so before we uh, go on to holding this L, uh, it looks like uh, the brother Talcum X, a.k.a. Third Good Partial, <laughs> Sean King, uh, posted about uh, one of those uh, officers. He posted an article, you know, one of them Norfolk uh, police officers who uh, donated to the Rittenhouse uh, campaign. Uh, he was actually fired from his job. So that's good. That's good. That's good. And then uh, I don't think I talked about in the last segment, uh, rest in peace to the young sister, uh, Micaiah uh, Bryant. So when they were reading that not guilty, I mean, that those guilty charges for uh, Derek uh, Chauvin, 
there was a sister out there in Columbus, Ohio, a 15 year old girl, a young girl. She was she was about to get jumped and she had a knife and uh, she called the police. And soon as she's uh, the neighbors were saying as soon as she stepped outside and the, when the cops arrived because she was about to get jumped by some girls, uh, the cop just blew her away, shot her three times in the chest and killed her. So these these cops out here are just losing their goddamn minds. I mean, everything from uh, what's that? What's that other brother name? The right brother who got uh, killed up there in Minnesota uh, by that uh, that cop of 25 years, uh, Dante Wright rest in peace uh she thought she was grabbing her taser and she actually grabbed her uh her weapon her her uh, glock and uh, blew that brother away which was disgusting and it's it's one of those things where you're just like what the fuck is going on like it's just it's just constant it's constant like that you know how crazy that is that that sister you know that that young girl only 15 Micaiah got blown away like that you know just a few moments after Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all his charges and that's who I got holding this L um but it's this is one of those things where it's just like what the fuck you know it just leaves you speechless you know some you know I know there was a a sigh of relief uh, across you know uh, America with black folks you know seeing it that that race soldier was found guilty I don't know what they're gonna do to those uh those other officers those other race soldiers who was just stood by and just watched it watched uh Chauvin uh kill that brother George Floyd so who knows what's gonna happen to them and then on top of that we gotta figure out you know we still gotta wait on the sentencing and see what happened when that judge sentences him because he was found guilty on all three charges and uh from my understanding that judge looking a little funny in the light so it could be a situation where you know he give him you know like uh five years in prison or some shit like that then like 10 years probation or something it, it could be something very minimal uh I'm just throwing numbers out there, but I, I doubt he'll get hit with football numbers because you just you know how the system goes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that woman who killed uh, Botham John down there in Texas where she get like I think they hit her with a decade, but she could be out in five years or some shit like that. And uh, what fucked it up was uh, uh, Botham's uh, uh, brother going up and hugging her and forgiving her and shit like that. And then uh the family coming out on hopping on the coon train and shit like that talking that forgiveness bullshit but this wasn't uh even though Chauvin got a hold this L this this wasn't justice this was just accountability this is not what justice looks like you know in a just world George Floyd would still be here you know Chauvin wouldn't have had his knee on his that man's neck and if you I, I couldn't watch that trial uh, I just saw clips and shit like that where uh, people were posting the defense and how outrageous it was. They tried to blame it on uh, George Floyd's health. Then they tried to blame it on the exhaust was running from the uh, from the muffler of the vehicle. Uh, they did everything in their power to say that it was, you know, something else other than that man leaning with all of his weight on his knee you know uh leaning on that man's neck on the back of his neck for that fucking long you know that was terrible that how that man died on film too that was that's disgusting that is terrible 
but you know soon as we you know kind of uh let out a sigh of relief like okay some accountability is happening then you just have this this uh Micaiah Bryant situation and she didn't even get to you know she didn't even get to graduate high school can't even go off to college you know can't experience marriage kids you know nothing like 15 you getting jumped you about to get jumped you get scared you call the officers they come and blow you away they fucking kill you that's is it's terrible it's terrible it is heartbreaking and you get so goddamn tired of just seeing all these fucking stories man you just get tired of seeing it but it's just it just feels like it's open season it's always been open season on black folks on us it's always been open fucking season like you remember way back was that down there in florida when that uh that brother that um that social worker uh when somebody called the cops on one of his clients was in the street playing with a, a toy truck or some shit like that and they called the police and then the uh the the, the brother he knew the uh the social worker he knew you know the, what the routine was he knew how the cops moved this brother laid down on the ground you know laid on his back both hands in the air and got shot three fucking times you know it's just like and he's like yo what the, you shot me you know it's just it's it's just open season and this and like i like i pointed out before the system is the whole system is just so fucking corrupt infiltrated infested you know with these race soldiers and these folks working for the invisible empire that you, it's just it's going to take something just massive to overturn it and to produce justice and the work is with us it shouldn't be but people don't get on board until you know black folks start making noise you know what i'm saying until we you know start rolling up our sleeves and doing our thing and um as far as doing our thing and how that goes you know step by step you know all nine areas of people activity we really have to you know attack those areas and just clean them out we have to clean them out you know come hell or high water and we going through hell right now we might as well you know just keep going until we get through it you know don't stop don't wallow in it just keep on pushing and fighting the good fight so wherever you are wherever you are and whatever you're doing just make sure that you're fighting towards you know justice and holding folks accountable you know and do not be afraid to protect yourself don't be afraid to stand up for yourself and don't be afraid to stand up for the next person that's suffering an injustice but um as far as this Derek Chauvin thing goes this is nothing but accountability it was not justice um like i said before justice if it was a system of justice was in place you know george floyd would wouldn't be in that situation at all and fuck nancy pelosi for putting out that cringe ass statement did y'all see that where she was talking about how you know thank you to george floyd for sacrificing his life for justice this wasn't justice at all it was accountability and we still haven't seen the uh the fucking sentencing how that's gonna go but a lot of people are speculating that because how hot the streets were in 2020 that's what led to this conviction and i if it did i'm not mad at it you know i'm not mad at it that came to this ruling i'm not mad at it because uh people were fed the fuck up it was a perfect storm uh you had you know covid people cooped up in the house uh there there was no vaccine in sight you know there was these lockdown restrictions and people was just sitting at home just brewing and just ready for some shit to jump off and it happened 
I remember being at work and um, I getting called out from work. Y'all know I'm a, a truck driver, and uh, I was at uh, I was at the I was at the Walmart neighborhood market, and these niggas locked the doors. It was by it was like one o'clock, and uh, I started delivering at like around 11:30 noon. I work kind of like the second shift. I usually work from like like 11 to 11, work those 12s and shit like that. If it's a good day, I'm off by like nine o'clock or some shit like that. I'm done with my route, but. Yeah, so I get there. I, I hit a couple of stores before that one, like a Baker's and a Walmart. And then I get to that neighborhood market. And these niggas, they locked the doors at 1 o'clock. It was like 1, 1 p.m. in the afternoon. 1 p.m. Central Time. And so I'm about to call it in like, hey, the Walmarts are closing. So I'm in a group chat with the other drivers. And I'm like, yo, did y'all know these Walmarts is closing like that? And it's like, yeah, I'm at my last one right now. And so uh, I'm about to call it in, and my my uh, my manager calls me. And he's like, "Yo, I don't care where you at. Drive straight back to the warehouse, park your truck, uh, go home." Uh, and you know, I because he's uh, he's three hours away. That's why I love my job because I see my manager probably uh, six seven times a year, which is so nice. You know, I don't gotta you know I don't have to come into the warehouse and have to deal with you know him and these these morning meetings and shit like that and huddles and shit like that and i just come in do my job and i take my black ass home that's what i love about my job that's why i've been there so long but uh yeah he was like i know what's going on up in omaha uh because the streets was hot you know people were protesting it wasn't nothing violent though um and then it didn't get hot here until James Scurlock got killed, uh, rest in peace. And he was at a George Floyd protest and he was stopping that race soldier, Jake Gardner, from killing more people. From Because he was talking about, I let off a warning shot with some bullshit. You saw the video and he was like, what the fuck? And then Don Klein, the district attorney, uh, he pulled that bullshit move. Talking about he, uh, it was justifiable and all this other shit. And then the video came out. They released a video. And he was like, yo, what? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because racist ass Jake Gardner and his daddy was out there um, calling people like nigger lovers, like the white folks who were down there protesting uh, in the marching and stuff like that. And then uh, then later on, you know, Don Klein was like, you know, this was uh, uh, self-defense and all this other shit, even though his concealed carry permit was expired. And then they held a special um investigation because people were like don Klein, you you, you fucking batshit crazy so people made it hot and were protesting outside of his fucking house then all of a sudden then there was like a grand jury trial and then uh the evidence showed that jake gardner he was he, he wanted to kill somebody his racist ass wanted to kill somebody between his facebook messages and his text messages uh then he gets escorted out this was before the grand jury trial he gets escorted out uh by the omaha police department to uh his plane to get and he goes out to washington to stay with some friends then all of a sudden he kills himself i'm like okay sure he drove somewhere to some clinic and killed himself i still don't believe that shit at all but um yeah the streets was hot in 2020 and um if this is what it takes you know to start getting convictions you know people gonna turn up every fucking time and uh it's just sad to see uh this situation with Micaiah Bryant though this is just terrible it's fucking terrible this is a young girl who thought she was doing the right thing like you know hey some people about to come fight me 
you know and she had a knife to protect herself and soon as the cops showed up you know she had that knife in hand and they said uh the cop didn't even react you know didn't even say anything to like drop the weapon or anything like that no warning or nothing just shot her in the chest you know multiple times and that's just is disgusting it's fucking disgusting and something needs to be done there needs to be some sort of federal oversight some kind of federal commission um this is why it's so important that we get um decent black folks who actually want change up on capitol hill and into positions of power you know so many times we got these and right now up on capitol hill we got these politicians these black politicians who just want to be uh fucking um you know uh symbols or uh you know tokens you know just happy to be in that position to be the first black to do this that and the third and it's fucking disgusting it's fucking disgusting uh we have to get some people in there who really want to make some change and who wants to shake the system up you know i always like um aoc when she first came on the scene she was talking a good shit but she ran a dope campaign and i want to see some black politicians move like that uh but now that she's in the um she's in that you know up on capitol hill she's getting a fat ass check she's just she's just another talking head but just see somebody get it from the mud and come up on capitol hill uh, I, I would love to see more black politicians move like that but once they get on capitol hill know that hey i have to you know shake things up you know what i'm saying and um as far as us uh you know on the streets the grassroots 10 toes down we just have to keep on fighting a good fight um we have to just we have to don't let this these types of killings and murders break your spirit because that's what it's meant to do and it's uh you know the system of racism white supremacy has never been about you know fairness or shit like that it's been about it's only been about one thing and that's dominance over non-white people that's all it has been about that's it that's it so do not be afraid you know to keep your head up to fight the good fight and to defend yourself you know don't be afraid of that don't be afraid of that at all but um yeah that's been holding this hell i'm sorry but you know this this breaking news of this micaiah bryant situation is just heartbreaking i was gonna talk more about chauvin but fuck that dude you know he's gonna you know we'll see what happens with the sentencing but that's been holding this hell get your man you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes we have to give it to a couple brothers out here who just passed uh black rob rest in peace and uh the brother dmx uh the x one that that hurt because that was an icon you know that was uh that was a very uh vulnerable brother like he was hard and he was vulnerable at the same time and he always said what was on his mind and what he was feeling and he was very in tune with his feelings um he showed us what you know what masculinity uh should look like uh being so raw and so honest um as far as being masculine with your uh emotions i should say uh there was nothing wrong with you know you would see him you know crying when he would do his prayers you know on his shows and um you know in his interviews just being completely honest and open about you know his life and what he's been through 
and uh, his love of the Lord. Um, this was a man who'd been through so much and he was just, his life was always a battle. Even when he was, you know, on top of the world running Def Jam and had that incredible, what is it? Was it four or five album album run? You know, having two multi-platinum, uh, two platinum albums in the same year, two different albums and just, you know, just giving us so many hits uh, after hit and just putting his life on wax and you know there's countless uh interviews with timeless quotes so in uh uh health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so i'm gonna leave y'all with a prayer from x father god i am just learning how to pray bear with me first i thank you for the life of everyone that's here with me then i thank you for the love you give me why I don't know. I don't deserve it, and it hurts inside. Many a nights I cried and called your name out loud, but didn't call you when I was doing good, too proud. And still you gave me love. I wasn't used to that. Most of the people that gave me love ended up taking it back. That's something new to me. So I'm asking you for time to adjust. Let me make it there. I will be one you can trust. What I stand for, I put my life on, I do. I guess what I'm asking is, show me how to stand for you. And I will rap for you, sing for you, reach for you, preach for you, teach for you. I will love you like you love me, unconditionally. And I will always be prepared for whatever the mission will be. Give the nutrition to me, and I'll properly digest it. And when I give it back, I will show you word well invested. And whenever I go, before I go, let me give. Thanks to you, Lord, for my birth, for every day that I've lived. You gave me a love most of my life I didn't know was there. I give you my life because you cared. Amen. 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 Amen.